Welcome to As The Garden Grows, a podcast about a small cannabis company and our journey in growing wellness. Welcome to another episode of As The Garden Grows. I'm here with my co-host, Ryan. Oh my God, thank you so much. <laughs> I've been upgraded. <laughs> no, so you kidding. remember it. <laughs> I no, I you. didn't remember it all. Um, how are you doing today, my love? Um, you know... It's that was a tough question. <laughs> and I actually instantly regretted asking you. We're all having a tough day today. Um, but it's, you know, just rainy and challenging. Uh-huh. Um, but that's just a period we're going through right now. We're actually gonna talk quite a bit about the season. Yes, we are. The Scorpio season. The season of Scorpio. And Correct. a lot of stuff's being unearthed. That's, that's true. for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna get into it first. Shall we talk about a little new nope? Not new growth. No new growth this week. No new growth this week. And I might get this whole part. (laughs) Or not. Or not. Let's be authentic. (laughs) What we are going to talk about is some hot topics. Hot topics. Let's do it. Let's do it. (laughs) Hot topics. I just have a quick one that I think will be fun because I know we're Jay-Z fans. Fans of the pod. He's a friend of the pod. (laughs) In our head. In our mind. As Randy likes to say. Friend in our head. Um, His cannabis line has launched a line of light strain products. Say more. Uh, So it's just like a lighter high. You know, like aimed at people who just want like a less of a high. See, it was funny because instinctively I'm like, what is that? What do you mean? What market? What are you talking about? Right, 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 right. Just as myself as a consumer. Um, but I do have friends like that. Like my friend Ariana, who's always like, oh, f- like five milligrams. Like, let me split that in half. And I'm like, what are we, what wow. are we even doing here? Yeah, she's very sensitive and she's just very careful about just Like to me, that's like, what a dream. And that is so crazy. It's so cost effective. <laughs> well, yeah. <I> <laughs> but um, yeah, I was going to ask you, like, do you ever envision us down the line, like creating like lighter strains or interesting i mean i guess part of the pre-roll apothecary bar will be if you're saying like i'd like a less cerebral high or less of a body high we can mix in other herbs type of thing but yeah i mean i think the beautiful thing about cannabis is that there's so much variety in it right and so there are i believe that there's a strain for everybody so true you know there's it's such a diverse plant and there's so many different strains and each of them contain you know, different properties in terms of how much THC they have versus CBD and all the other versions of those things that exist within the plant. So, you know, finding a strain that just is so perfect for you, I think is a journey. Like, I think we all have a couple of strains that we just really love. Like, you know, anytime I see these strains, I'll grab them. I try to grow them myself, that kind of thing. Um, And then, you know, yeah. And like being able to like, you know, have access to that strain is really nice. I, I just... For me, I mean, I like I like to have variety. I like to have diversity. So it's like I always have a, a CBD, like a high CBD strain, True. Um, yeah, low exactly. THC type of strain available for myself. Like I, I like to have those things in my own kind of, um, you know. Personal repertoire. Exactly. Yeah, I love that. Exactly. So, but I couldn't see myself going out of my way necessarily to create like a... Marketable l- product that's like... Yeah, because I yeah. feel like we already have... We already market like the diversity of the plant. True. You know what I mean? And we're, True. Our, a big part of what we already do is like educate people on finding what really works for them. Yeah. So because that's already built into the way that we operate... And educate. And I think, too, a lot of that can be accomplished with proper, like, more maybe a little bit a little bit lengthier or more unusual dosing instructions. You know what I mean? A lot of our stuff will feature, like, little tips and, yeah. uh, 
you know, proper... But especially for, like, the herbal-infused pre-rolls, you know what I mean? Mm. Like, if you're looking for, like, different types of highs, like, you're gonna really enjoy those. Oh my god, it's gonna be awesome. And just the ability to come in and be like, this is what I'm feeling like today. Yeah. Let's get a fresh mix going. Mm -hmm. It'll be very cool. Yeah, that'll be cool for sure. That's awesome. Yeah. So, always happy for Jay-Z to continue his expansion. Yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah, me too. I am. I'm, I am happy for you, Jay. You know that. You know that memes going around where it's that photo of him. We may have exchanged it at one point where it's, you know, an unflattering photo of Jay. And it says, just remember this man's married to Beyonce. You can do anything type of situation. And it is true. <laughs> like, in a sense. Just physically. On the oh. surface. <laughs> You know, it's the same thing. Love to both of them. <laughs> now. So much love to everyone involved. Come on. My pot topics, I have two. They're both rather small. Okay. The first one is that Luxembourg has become the first country to, in Europe to legalize cannabis. Oh my God. That's awesome. Pretty cool. Very cool. Very rich. Yeah. Yeah. I thought Very rich be. place. So it doesn't surprise me. They see the value. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that for them. How chill. Yeah, I can't I thought, wait to visit. I know. That's what I thought, too. I thought that was really cool. Now, I have a question for you. And it's not for you. It's for a legal representative. We don't have one on the podcast today. But do you think it would be legal for us to fly from our place where it's legal to Luxembourg where it's legal with a bunch of weed? You know, that's a good question. What I will say is this. That usually depends on the travel authority. Yeah. So, you know, maybe. maybe. Yeah. Maybe no, since it's still on a federal thing, but maybe after federal. Well, no, it's a country. But for us, flying from America, maybe our authority would not allow it, you know? Well... Come on. I mean, but then you get into the whole open <laughs> water situation. Here? It's kind of a fun situation as a lawyer. I don't, think, like, I don't think it would be an issue leaving. Water, I, I wouldn't have any issue leaving the state of Massachusetts with it. The only thing that I would be concerned about I is what's going to no happen to me upon arrival. Around. Yeah, I I wouldn't have any issue leaving Massachusetts with it because I don't oh, think I they're think looking for it. chiller in Europe in terms of the airports. In terms of arrival? Yeah. In terms of arrival, I think you're good to go. We're going to have to take this offline. <laughs> That's how I would. It just based on my personal experience traveling. We will Europe. talk, but <laughs> I don't want to get flagged the next time I book a flight to <laughs> Europe <laughs> because funny story. I've been flagged before. Oh, wow, <laughs> not because. Well, now you should tell us something. Well, now I can't tell story. you any of it. No, it's, it's actually so fucked up, but it wasn't my fault. <laughs> Were you profiled? Uh, no, it was the person that I was with. It, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> But anytime you book a flight with anybody they that they might be checking for. That's horrific. It is. I got pulled over in the airport. They were like, uh, Keychana Rose, can you come? And I was like, Just to be me? just to be <laughs> clear for the audience, I think it's horrific that you were traveling with someone <clears throat> with this type of flagging. Stop. Not that not that bias Honestly, guys, into you honestly, because... don't even think that deep into it. <laughs> this is America. Most black people have something going on. <laughs> You're right about that. <laughs> Don't even think too deep into it, guys. Now, anyways. Or anything we say on this podcast. <laughs> That's a disclaimer. We'll pull that for the new trailer. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> My other pot topic, which just came up by accident, because I just kept noticing that like all of these articles were like, 
cannabis may really help with symptoms of depression and anxiety. Oh, may it? (laughs) Might it? All of these articles are like, this could really work. Huge question mark. Still not sure. Go on. We only have thousands of years of data. Go ahead. The truth is, unfortunately, though, that like so many studies, and we maybe talked about this before, but like so many studies that involve cannabis, they've never focused on cannabis enough for um, researchers to feel like the results were valid in terms of drawing conclusions cannabis specific. Yeah. Everything we hear is just extrapolated data from other studies. It's not to do with cannabis. And that's why it's always skewed in one way or the other because it's not holistically looking at the cannabis situation. Right. So this was like the first study of its kind in that it was focused solely on cannabis use. Uh, It was from... um, the Medical University of South Carolina. And basically, they found that cannabis users experience lower levels of depression, and some also showed an improvement in their anxiety levels. You better speak on it. And yeah, I mean, they, a lot of them were actually CBD users. It oh, was, really? It was a combination of CBD and THC, but it said mostly CBD. So I found that really interesting. Um, so yeah, there were uh, 368 participants who were already using cannabis, and then 170 additional participants who did not use cannabis, who were like in the control group. Oh, wow. Yeah. So... Um, um, they said that they like basically asked them to report their current experiences before the study started with like anxiety and depression, sleep quality, quality of life, chronic pain uses, and um, their use of cannabis. And in addition to um, the improved results on uh, depression, anxiety, cannabis users also reported a higher quality of life overall. Yeah, I love that. So it was just cool. It's medicine, y'all. Yeah, well, it's cool that we're starting to get some research out that is, like, totally focused on cannabis. Mm -hmm. And this was a really small study. It only uh, took place over four years. So, you know, there's definitely a lot more. I think that can be done. Um, But, yeah. That's very exciting. I think that's just so true because... Even if you're not consciously aware of it, I know in my own journey with cannabis, like there was a day when I realized like, oh, like I'm a full on stoner because I have anxiety, like because what it does is takes me out of that running crazy list of things to do or, you know, whatever is going on. And at first you might not think, and I know that's not how I came to it. Like I came to it much more recreationally and then somewhere along the lines, I realized like, actually this helps me every single day. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I would never tell someone to stop taking their anti-anxiety medicine. You know what I mean? Like, it's very interesting. Yeah. I definitely thought it was interesting, especially to your point about the piece about just like quality of life being, you know, better overall. But um, it's great that those things are just starting to pop up and totally. we can start to use research like that to kind of fall back on too, because, yeah, you know, we, we, education is such an important part of what we do at the garden. So, totally. you know, research is an important part of that as well. And some people are only going to be convinced with the numbers and the data and the data. So for those people, we have something to serve you today. Yeah, there it is. There it is. Great. Great. So that's all I had for that's pot That's pretty much it. Just a few pot topiclets. Just a couple. Yeah. Pot <laughs> droplets. Oh, man. I can't stop myself. So shall we move into the reason for the season? Scorpios? Oh, I love that. Yes. Yeah, it's basically an extension of the spooky episode, really. It kind of is because Scorpios can be a little bit spooky. For sure. I will say my, my one clear indicator for a Scorpio is I cannot instantly disarm them. Or, like, figure them out. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Yes, I I do. And it happens with every single one. Even all the ones that I know and love today, I was not able to instantly walk up to them and be like, I know exactly what's going on here. Yeah. And we can have fun together. Like, I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. 
what's going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to learn. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. they're very guarded. That's true. Very, very guarded. Definitely. Now, do you feel that way about Sarah and Ange? Yeah. Wow. I do. Okay, interesting. Both of them, I love and have such a fun relationship with now, but when I first met them, I was like, oh my gosh, let me stand up straight and formalize <laughs> myself a bit because I don't know who I'm dealing with. Yeah. You yeah. know? Uh-huh. I do know. I absolutely do. They kind of command respect in they that way. They do. Mm-hmm. They definitely do. They're like, also very, um, just chill. Mm-hmm. In a way that, like, I just really aspire to be. Do you know what I mean? They're Mm -hmm. very reserved and calm. Mm -hmm. Especially upon first meeting them. Agree. And that's powerful. Yeah. It can be horrifying sometimes. It it definitely puts me off. (laughs) (laughs) But it it is, like, a gift, for sure. Yeah. No, Scorpios are very interesting. They're really cool. They are very cool. They're, like, the coolest. They are, well, probably because, like, of their connection with, like, the occult and all the occult sciences yeah. and just what they, like, inherently know about um, that life. Magic and yeah. things. Yeah. And I think what's also cool about Scorpios is that, that they have that ability to just go so deep into places that other people would never be willing to go to. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like in terms of like certain topics and things like that. Yeah. Like they'll, they'll, they are the bridge of like those that can bring the shadow to the light. You know what I mean? Like constantly ushering that in because in so many ways, like they are, um, just out there, like pushing those conversations along. So, and it's funny too, because like, you can see a Scorpio who is totally embodied, who's like, who gently says, like, well, what about this? Versus the Scorpio who's like, let's talk about sex and death all the time. And it's like super showy. Like, it's such a clear distinction, but you can totally see it going both ways. And it, it does go and both it does. ways. Because actually, it's so funny. Like, Scorpios can be like the sweetest, kindest, really gentle people. Yeah. And like much more water than you think. Of. Y- yes, exactly. And really soft, like e- in the darkness. You yeah. know what I mean? Like even in the darkness, they're like a soft kind of place to rest your head, basically. But to the point that you were making earlier of like a disembodied Scorpio or someone who doesn't like quite have it all under control, because I do think that like they are very sexually charged. Yeah. And just, like, overall, like, that is a big part of, like, the Scorpio identity. And so, like, if you don't have that under control, it could just come out with so many crazy it's, it ways. It comes out so crazy. Yeah, and it's 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 definitely like, whoa, like, what are you up to? <laughs> like, what the hell's going on here? But when it's, when it is, you know, contained and, I don't even want to say contained, but just, like, managed in the way that it's supposed to be managed. And used as a skill as opposed yeah. to, like, a bomb to drop. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Oh, my God. I know exactly what you mean because that's such a Scorpio energy. It's, yeah. like, coming in with this, like, deep, dark bomb. And it's, like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> like, nobody needed that. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. settle down. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, like... Knowing that's like what people need versus what it's just like nobody when needed that right ready now. To receive. Yeah, yes, exactly. Yeah, I know. Sometimes Scorpios <laughs> can like really miss the nuance with certain things, yes. and you're like, "What are you even getting at?" It's like, but anyways, I digress. We should let's back it up. Let's back it up and talk about Scorpios. Please. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, the like key things about Scorpios, like the outer things, are that um, Scorpio is a water sign. It's a fixed water sign. So it's like 
stubborn with like emotions and um, that kind of holding grudges. Holding. That's a big grudges. Scorpio thing. Um, You'll never forgive or forget. Hard to give second chances. Yeah. <laughs> yeah hard to give second chances. That's Scorpio for sure. Because again, fixed water, it, it, it's tough. Now, in my little section of how to spot a Scorpio, piercing eyes. Love that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Secretive. I don't know how you see that someone's secretive in terms of physically spotting them, but if you see a secretive person. And then also physical stamina. They're just fit, apparently very strong. Okay. <laughs> or, or able to run long distances. I don't know however you, you interpret stamina. Well... Oh, also sexual. Well, I was going to say, one thing for sure that is, like, a known thing that people say all the time is that people with their Mars and Scorpio, the sex is... The best love us. Amazing. Uh, so, I wouldn't be surprised if it was Date by the chart, stamina. my friends. Date by the chart. <laughs> Body areas, reproductive system, no shock. They do. They, they rule the genitals um, as well. <laughs> More specifically. <laughs> and the sex organs, yeah. And the colon, which for and some of colon. us is a sex organ. And Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. now okay so other big things uh it's ruled in traditional astrology by mars but in modern astrology by pluto so um and some some astrologists say it is like the internal part of scorpio is ruled by mars and the external is ruled by pluto Mm, okay now tell me just as a small the distinction what happened that we switched Pluto from was the ancient system. Oh, when they figured out. Yeah, because at first they didn't know about the planets past um, Saturn. Yeah. I think Saturn was the furthest planet that they could see. Got it. So Neptune, Uranus, and Pluto don't have any, in traditional astrology, they don't have any planets that they oh, rule. Oh, wow. But then when they discovered those planets, they switched up the rulerships. They were able to learn more. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Now, do you subscribe to the theory that there are more planets in our solar system? Than what we can see? Yeah, like that like they just have... Pluto. Yeah, like that they just have much such large like um orbits around the sun that we just haven't seen them. Yeah, probably. Right? Yeah. I mean Makes I wouldn't sense. put it past. I mean I wouldn't rule it out for sure. Surely not. <laughs> why why would I? <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be wise. <laughs> um it opposes Taurus, of course. I think that's why I kind of have like such an affinity for Scorpio because I feel like with opposing signs like your shadow there's a lot of overlap there okay and so there's a lot of similarity i think that's why like opposites attract in a i way. see because have you dated a scorpio i have dated a scorpio all right yes any notes <laughs> any reflection <clears throat> um the, the scorpio that i dated had like scorpio five places in his chart so Ooh. it was a heavy scorpio it was a big scorpio um, honestly, like, I would like to date a Scorpio again. Okay. Yeah, I would, I liked dating a Scorpio. I, I liked that aspect of it, but of course then there were some things that were crazy, and then in the aftermath it got really crazy, and... Which is true for many signs, by the way, but... That's true. So, I mean, hey, everyone's a little nuts, right? I like Scorpio still. He didn't make it so I didn't. I would never date a Scorpio again. That's Whereas, good. like the Gemini that I dated, I will never date another Gemini, and I'll never date another Leo again. <laughs> and I've learned that for a couple of reasons. <laughs> so beautiful. It's always important to have takeaways. We're here to what? 
learn. <laughs> um, the keyword for Scorpio intensity. Ain't that the truth? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is because there's they are just like so intense. And I mean, on the one hand, that's like this beautiful thing about them. It is. And then on the other hand, it just can get a little bit creepy and obsessive. In in proper use, it's very much like great perspective. Like if you come in and drop the fact that like we're all gonna die soon, like that's great perspective at the right time. But at other times, well, they it's can like be transformative. Very inflammatory. They yeah. can be transformative. Yeah, totally. Like they can say things or, or uh, do work that really will because again Pluto energy right it's all about transformation so it's like they they do possess that power inherently to come in and just transform yeah up. to just yeah. not even shake it like totally make it something what it take it from what it was and make it what it should be or yeah. something completely other than that you know oh, what I mean I love just, that. And, and that's their that's their power, and that's why they are so amazing. And, and for so many people, like when a Scorpio puts their energy and their love into you, it can be so uplifting, and it can feel like, you know, in a way like the sun is shining on you because you're like getting this intense kind of attention and, and care. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it, it's a really powerful energy. But to your point, of it can also be a little bit inflammatory. I think that's where, like, the Mars of it all comes in is, like, yeah, it, it can be, you know, like, steamy, right? Mm. Like, hot water, the steam of things. And I think, yeah, that gets... scalding. Scalding, yeah, yeah. That's, a good, that's a good way to put it. it. It definitely can burn a little bit. For sure. It can burn. <laughs> um, a couple of funny things um, about Scorpio is, like, that they're lie detectors or like um, on the on the jobs part one of it said like detectives <laughs> and I thought that was really that funny. is hilarious they definitely are like very sleuthy and like 100% can really go in on yeah and like they also are really good at picking up on energy too yeah like just, just very naturally, naturally. Very yeah they can yeah exactly very naturally psychic and um, as soon as they kind of feel an energy, they, they know it, mm-hmm. they know it, they know what they feel. You know what it is? I think like they're so intuitive and then they're also good at keeping that judgment to themselves. Like sometimes with Scorpios, I'm like, damn, I don't know how you feel about me. You know what yeah. I mean? Like they keep that, they keep a lot to themselves. Well, to your point about them being intuitive, they're also very natural healers. Yeah. So Scorpios are usually able to um, kind of hold that mantra of, like, if you don't have something nice to say, don't say anything at all. Yeah. Especially because, like, they can be very judgmental, so, like, they often don't have something nice to say. <laughs> I, don't, I don't mean The to rule say. applies too often. Yeah, well, I just think they're better at holding their time. Like, yeah. okay, where, um, for example, where, like, uh, I'm trying to think of a sign, like a Leo, for example, another fixed sign, but, like, Leo is really not that good at holding their tongue. Like, when they have made a judgment, they kind of need it to be out there and known because that's part of how Leos feel, like, validated and relevant in the world. But, yeah. like, for Scorpio, it's it's a part of their intuitive magic to know, like, oh, this isn't going to be helpful for you right now, yes. so I'm just going to hold on to this. It is a skill. Yeah. And it's, like, that thing where, like, I feel like everything's always written on my face. On a Scorpio's face, perfect poker face, like, at all times. You know what I mean? That's yeah. very impressive. It is. It's like cool, still water, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it speaks to, again, that Pluto energy of how they can just transform and yeah. be like almost like shapeshifters in that way. Yeah. Because they can go from being so hot to so cold. And that is very also impressive. Yeah. Yeah. It's a skill. 
It definitely is. I mean, they're very um, they're very driven. They are very strategic in in the way that they think and the way that they move. And that also goes back to them being just like very intuitive beings. Yeah. On the other side of things, I mean, they are a little bit obsessive. They're definitely jealous um, beings. They they can definitely be extreme. You know, um, they can be you controlling can and in manipulative. The, in the taboo all the time, you know. Yeah, that they they can definitely get stuck in the the darkness or or really caught up in the hidden kind of aspects of it all yeah. and to a point where they live there and they can't be connected to the rest of society, you know right. what I mean? Cuz we're not we're not operating. We don't live in the predominantly, yeah, yeah, in the taboo. So yeah. um and that makes them I think sometimes distrustful. And I think it also can make them be kind of spiteful. Scorpios do have very spiteful energy, I will say. Yeah. This definitely, um, like, this is a big shadow side for Scorpio energy. Is like, well, because it's like, they, part of them does know so much. And so when someone kind of does something that they're like, oh, you're going to pay for that. Yeah. You know what I mean? But they don't realize sometimes how strong that, like, word, you know, words can be spells. And it's like, but now you've, like, put yourself in this spell where you feel obligated to make someone pay for something that they did. Yes. So that can be a yes. very... Yeah, they're vengeful. I think that's, part, like, sometimes if the detective goes too far. Like, you're the detective. You're supposed to find out what's going on. You don't need to make the judgment. You know what I mean? And, like, for, provide the punishment, too. But sometimes they do. They take it really far. Well, that's where the part of them being these deep, kind of intense, yeah. you know what I mean? They're like, oh, no, I'm in it now. Yeah. <laughs> Let's <laughs> like, keep it yeah, going. Yeah, it's judge and jury. Like, yeah. it's the whole yep. thing, you know? I'm the bailiff, too. Yep. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They're very, because they're also controlling, and they, and, they, and they like to be the puppet, the puppet master yeah. of things. Like, that's a Scorpio, like, they... You can't, a Scorpio could never turn around and be like, am I getting manipulated? Like, no, it could never happen. It could no. never happen. No. You'll just wake up and realize, like, I've just been in, I don't even know, like a con this whole time. Yeah. Whatever 100%. you think you're, if you ever think you're manipulating a Scorpio, you're not. You are not. You're definitely if getting you manipulated. If you can wrangle someone like Dr. Heavenly Kimes, they're way too wrong. scared to be vulnerable. That's the thing. Yeah. They would never show you enough to give you the power. They don't like vulnerability, which is so interesting because, you know, they, they actually need vulnerability to learn and grow and be able to go to the depths that they want to go. Yes. But... But that's what it is, right? It's like we always fear what we need the most. And that is what it is for Scorpios. Like, that's that's what it is. It's like what they need the most is vulnerability. And that deep, they need vulnerability in order to connect to your point. But they fear it so much. And so it's like, that's why sometimes to your point that you're making earlier, like, you never know where you stand with a Scorpio. You're like, are we good? Like, you know. It's funny because one time, I think I heard on a podcast, like a psychic said that, Scorpios are jealous of Leos in that they want the shine and they're willing to say it. Whereas Scorpios like want that shine, but they're not willing, they're not willing, willing to say that they it. want that. You I know? would agree. I would agree. The The reason being that this kind of goes for all the fixed signs, by the way. Yeah. So like every fixed sign, I think, has like this desire to be the star of something. But... They, they, like, the only one that can really get 
to it is Leo. And then the issue with Leo is that it's so caught up it's in being far. like, I want to be yeah. a star <laughs> that together, I can't make anything out of it. Yeah. Toppled over. So for like, for Scorpio, for Scorpio, they feel like, well, I should be the star because I know everything about magic and I know everything about all these magical things that are even making this shit happen. happen. Yeah. And so for them, they're like, they they want to be seen as the expert, the 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 knower, you that know, of all these things, which they are, yeah. but they don't advocate for themselves. And for Taurus, it's like all that all that, but like with Earth and things like that. Like Taurus is like, oh my god, you wouldn't be able to eat if it wasn't for me, right? You know what <laughs> I mean? That's how Taurus is. You couldn't. And for Aquarius, it's like all about like the systems and going out. You know what I mean? Yep. Aquarius is so caught up in being like, no, it can't be about me. You know what I mean? That's that's Aquarius' whole thing, but that's another. <laughs> we'll get we'll get to that season. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, no, it's interesting. Scorpios are very, very interesting in that way, and they can be resentful in that way when they're not seen as the star, the expert, or the knower. You know, they they can they, they can forge they a little a sign bit that of, kind of that has to be respected. Like what we talked about earlier, they command respect it's they because do. they need that. They need it. You know what I mean? They yeah. Can't. I would agree. Yeah. I would agree. Because that is something that makes them feel secure and safe. Yeah. Yep. Now, let's see. Some other things about Scorpio. Obviously, Scorpio, like, kind of rules, you know, death or is very interconnected with death and rebirth and also rules the month of October. Some famous Scorpios. Please. Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, okay. Julia Roberts. Hillary Clinton. Wow. A woman with secrets. <laughs> Damn. Laura Bush. Another okay. woman with secrets. Dan Rather. Who the hell is Dan Rather? Oh, you know the famous um, news reporter? No. You know Dan Rather. You probably know. I don't. I'm not embarrassed. (laughs) You can leave it. I don't care. (laughs) Um, Dan Rather doesn't know me, and I don't know him. Wow. Is he dead? Larry King? No, he's alive. I know Um, Larry King. Jodie Foster. Uh, Larry King is dead. Yes, okay. this is not, in honor of Scorpio season, we're just going to list off a bunch of celebrities and determine if they're dead or alive. Well, Scorpio. Um, <laughs> Goldie Hawn, alive. Okay. Um, Matthew McConaughey, also alive. Yes. Martin Scorsese. Okay. A gentleman that I sat behind once at a One Direction concert. Wow. Yeah, just That's a not a place that I would expect you and Martin to be. Um, why not? For Martin, I understand. For both but of for you. for me, I love One Direction. <laughs> I went with my sister and my parents. It was the best. Love, love, love. I volley to you. Oh, okay. All right. I don't have any famous people. Um, but I can talk about some other things that Scorpio rules from my rulership book. Please. Um, so Scorpio rules the adult life. Wow. And you know, what I took from that was like the part of it where it's like, oh, this is what it means to be a fucking adult. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the clear distinctions of the things that you never have to worry about in childhood compared to what you have to worry about in adult life. 100% oil changes. Um, Scorpio rules a lot of places in Italy, which yeah, I found Yeah, I saw it in Sicily too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which I, I found, saw that. Yeah, I kind of loved it. I found it Me very too. interesting. Makes well, a lot of sense. Yeah, there, yeah, very witchy. And just, you know, we were talking about that last week. Like, you know, so much of that, um, you know, pagan like arts and all of that originated in the Roman, mm-hmm. you know, tradition. Exactly. Also, Italians, native Italians can be quite cold as a people if they're not warm to you, you know, especially Scor- to a, American trash, as I was called many times. <laughs> <laughs> That's neither here nor there. And I was. 
I mean, you're just gonna get called American trash in this I world. Am. I own it. <laughs> That's I'll, just... make, I'll put on a t-shirt when I go next. <laughs> Scorpio rules like deceit. Mm-hmm. So that's just important to <laughs> <laughs> important to remember. If just you feel like lying, why don't you get in the Scorpio frame of mind? Scorpio rules the kitchen. Oh, which I found really funny. Um, so many places in Italy. Some right? of these are so funny. A uh, coroner, sewer, reptile, recycling, <laughs> stinking lakes. Ooh, gross. <laughs> Hernia, ruptures. Yeah, I saw hemorrhoids. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I didn't see hemorrhoids. Sickly. It just rules that. <laughs> money. Oh, okay. That's kind of interesting that Scorpio would rule money. Where do you see that? I, I don't see how that's possible just because, like, Venus. Just in Maybe, what I, what I, the, the part of money that I think it rules is um, other people's money. Yeah. Because Scorpio is the sign of the eighth house, and the eighth house is other people's money. Yeah. So that is how I would connect it to money. Um... Scorpio rules phlegm. Oh, tough. And unseen. (laughs) (laughs) Gonorrhea. Oh, God. I know, I just had to throw one in there. It actually rules Rome as well. Oh, wow. Yeah, so that's really interesting. As well as um, Valencia, Spain. As well as Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Yeah, there are a couple of weird places that it rules. It has them on this list, too. Um, New Orleans, though, that's a good one. And obviously makes sense, very spooky. That's true. That's true. Baltimore, Cincinnati, Korea. Oh. Nevada, North Dakota, and North Carolina. Morocco. Turkey. Latvia. Mm. Syria, Panama, Paraguay. Now, where is Judea? Call me ignorant. We're going to have to come back on that one. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm not even going to venture to guess. Cambodia. I have an idea in my head, but I don't want to send it Okay. Okay. Yeah, please don't. Okay. So some other things I'll say about Scorpio is that um, Uranus is exalted in Scorpio. Okay. Say more. So Uranus, which is kind of interesting just because um, I will say that like right now Uranus is in Taurus. So it's going to be opposing all the planets that move through Scorpio this season. Um, which will be the Sun and Mercury and Mars, I believe, will be heading into Scorpio later on this week. Venus is... No, Venus is already in Sag. So, yeah. Um, so, those planets will all be in opposition at some point with Uranus. And, you know, Uranus is the planet of kind of like upheavals, um, destruction, and... Um, yeah, it's also thought of as like a higher octave of Mercury. Okay. And so it's exalted in Scorpio, meaning that it is, it it's like, it has a lot of fun there um, because it loves to destroy and change things. Mm. And Scorpio is all about transformation. Yeah. And um, it feels very able to just like um, kind of blow something up and, and rebirth it into something else there. Wow. So... Uranus also rules astrology, and the 8th house also rules astrology. So Uranus and the 8th house have that in common, and that's kind of a connection that brings them to Scorpio. And, yeah, Scorpios, they just understand the Uranus vibe of, like, destruction and um, demolition. They welcome challenges, and we were kind of talking about that earlier. Like, Scorpios aren't afraid to, like, go through the struggle. They're not afraid to, like, kind of deal with um, just big, like, radical changes. Yeah, I was gonna say they're great with change. Like a lot of signs were like Well especially mm, if for a fixed like sign. Yeah. They're they're, they're actually really, really good quite. with it. Yeah. Well because they know. They know yeah. that it's coming. They know that it's a part of, you know And what comes after. 
you know, they're so focused. They, they know. After exactly. death comes rebirth. It's all part of the cycle. Yeah. Um, Venus is in its detriment in Scorpio. It, it really hates to be there. Um, but Which is funny because they're so sexy. And it's so interesting, like... You know, yes, Venus is in its detriment in Scorpio in that, you know, Venus is all about partnership and Scorpio is definitely Mm. more focused on on its own desires. And um, and that can be a little bit just like different for Venus, but it's also a very necessary energy. So, yeah, there's a lot of, you know, we've talked a lot on the podcast, too, even about just like that energy of Venus and Scorpio, um, especially because this year it was a it was a big energy. But it's definitely necessary to to experience that kind of. yeah, the possessiveness of Venus and Scorpio because mm-hmm. Venus is not possessive typically. Is that when she was called the whore? Yes. Oh. Yeah, see. that's when she's the whore. And if we do one thing in this society, it's undervalue the whore. Every time. The moon is also in her fall in Scorpio. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, because. How does that play out in the shadow of it all? Because when the moon is in Scorpio, it's like the emotions get too hidden. Mm, Okay. And the moon is all about nurture. Yeah. And and nurturing emotions. And Scorpio doesn't really know how to do that. And that's kind of why Scorpio gets the reputation that it gets. Yeah. Because even though it's like it can dish it, but it can't take it. Right. And that's that's what makes it kind of hard um, to be connected with Scorpio energy. Yeah. So now tell me, what are your recommendations for us during Scorpio season? What should be? What are our mantras? What should be at the okay. forefront? For sure. So first of all, I would say like, especially this week because we've got Halloween this weekend. Samhain. <laughs> Samhain for <laughs> Samhain. us Americans out there. Go ahead. Whatever you want to call it, you know, (laughs) the Day of the Dead, which I think technically could be also November 1st in some traditions. Yeah, I believe that. Um, But yeah, so there's, you know, so many names for it. I definitely think that is a great time for connecting with your ancestors. For me, that is just like, this is the time of the year where they are just so outwardly calling to you and it's like everybody's kind of doing it, which makes it even more powerful in terms of the energy of it all. So I I would say for this week, for sure, just connecting with the ancestors. And then as, you know, the weeks go on and we've got more energy, especially the fact that we've got Mars coming into Scorpio. Let me check on my little ephemeris to see um, when exactly Mars will be heading into Scorpio. But... You know, for me, I just think, like, that's a really good time to tap in. You know, it's a good time to, um, yeah, so it will be there, oh my gosh, on Sunday. (gasps) On? Obviously. Of course. So, on Sunday. Guys, you better plan some magic for Sunday. Seriously. Because Mars is heading home, basically. And it's like, you know, Mars has had a kind of a tough year. And it's coming out of Libra. And, you know, it doesn't like to be in Libra. And it's it's coming off of a, a, a just, 
don't want to say a hard time, but a difficult transit through Libra and probably feels a little bit um, defeated in a way because that's how Mars is going to feel in Libra. It's going to feel like, I just want to go out and do all these things, but you're making me think about, you know, fairness and equality and how to do this right and all those things. Kind of like me and all of our team calls this week. I'm dead. Um, Um, I am Mars and Libra, um, and it's been a struggle, but um, and we're working. cannot wait to get to that. Scorpio. <laughs> no, you know, um, for real though, like it's, it's very uh, impatient in Libra, you know? And so I think when it gets to Scorpio, it's going to be like, woo, like, oh my gosh, I'm free. Finally. And, and not even just free. It's like, I'm home. Like I've got, I'm, I'm, not even just home too, because Mars really does love to be in Scorpio. It's like, I am at my favorite, like my beach house. My like old stomping. Ground. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I know where everything is yeah. here, whatever I need, I can just make a quick call. It's going to come right to me. Like, it's like, I can go if I need a ride. I got it. Like I'm good. Like you, everything energy. is all set for Mars and Scorpio. So, um, and it also feels really like sexy, I think. Mm. And it's very like, I do think it's kind of like, um, yeah, there's like a lot of like, it's definitely a little sexually charged. There's some sexiness in there. There's some sexiness in there. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? And so I feel like that's a good energy to like tap into and just feel like, yeah, I'm that bitch. You know what I, I mean? I was going to say, even if you're just feeling yourself. Yeah, that's what it is. No, it is just feeling yourself. Yeah. It's like, it's really to feel like, yes, I really am like that one and the I other just, day what did i mine. turn to you and say at yoga teacher training i said we look so good yeah you did <laughs> we do i was looking at us in the mirror and i was like wow those two look good and it's us <laughs> and that so is just that be energy. feeling yourself it so, feels good feels good okay so honestly yes that's what i would say i would say take those vibes with you into this scorpio season feel yourself try to get out of like your head that you've been in for the libra season of it all and you know get back to you and just remembering like why what makes you you and only you one of my dear friends brandy glanville okay i had a feeling this would be a bravo tv (laughs) a famous scorpio she was once um doing a a pole dancing fitness class and her tagline was find your inner sexy so I challenge us all to find our inner sexies. I do believe that's a Scorpio vibe. And your she, inner desires, too, because that's yes. very Scorpio. Your the mantra sexy, for Scorpio is desires. I desire. Yeah. Yeah. Totally is. That's what it said in my book, too. Mm-hmm. You got it, girl. <sighs> Another moment to just leave us with is Brandy Glanville once had to apologize to Lisa Vanderpump, and in doing so, she said, do you want me to eat your pussy? Oh, wow. Yeah, at a lunch. Wow. At a lovely ladies' lunch, so... What do you think is the most Scorpio scene we've seen from Dr. Heavenly on Married to Medicine? Oh, my God. It's hard to choose. Yeah. Might it be her down in Miami? The darkest place. No, that's too dark. <laughs> the darkest place she's ever. That's her Scorpio home base, though. Ooh, that was dark. That's... Yeah. I mean, one thing about Scorpios is that there is always a darkness. Like, there's always something that happened that triggered this darkness in them. Like, also, millennials, we all have our Pluto in Scorpio. And one thing that, you know, we know about millennials is like, most all of us had some like, 
crazy childhood trauma that we went through that was very dark and quite dark yeah it's no wonder that kind of millennials are the ones who like really forced out the like me too movement and things like that like that this is coming out during our time because that is kind of like what we're here to do like bring out these like really fucked up you know things that happened that especially because a lot of them happened to us when we were children Mm -hmm. um all the stuff we don't want to talk about there is also a known understanding amongst this generation of like nobody's going to come and save us. We very much so have to save ourselves. Whatever we want, we're going to have to do it for ourselves. There's, there's nothing for us to fall back on. I think we sure. all kind of feel that, and um, that's a, that's a big you know, Scorpio energy, Pluto and Scorpio energy, of course. Like we also said earlier, the Pluto whole reckoning of it all. You know what I mean? Like we're so very much here to like destroy everything that was. Like w- it, me too. We're taking the systems down, the education system. We're going to re- dismantle it. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's like very much our mission here is to kind of like see, whoa, whoa, whoa. Everything's gotten pretty fucked up. Let's just tear it down and start fresh. Yeah. That's what yeah. we're here to do, people. That is what we're here to do. You know, maybe this would be a great time to talk about the fact that we are going to be ending season one of As the Garden Grows. We are, you guys. We're almost coming up on our year mark. Yeah. And so we're going to conclude season one. And we're going to come back with season two with some new things. Yeah, we're going to have some new features yeah, in new season features. two. We're going to have some new features, new segments. A new look. Yep. Yep. So. Some exciting stuff coming. We'll be more descriptive when we're sure about it all yeah, when we ourselves are <laughs> yeah when we, have, when we have surely planned it all out but what we do know is at the end of the day at least we still are Porsche <laughs> <laughs> and on that note that's our episode for today thank you so much for tuning in please be sure to check back regularly for new episodes check out our website www.iandirosegarden.com for updates and any events happening here at the garden and be sure to follow us on instagram at i and i rose garden that's at symbol i a n d i r o s e g a r d e n talk to you guys soon